Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Welcome to this week's marvelous galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. <laughs> My name's Alan. And we have a fun-filled episode for you today. We also have a special message mm-hmm. at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. So first off, okay, okay. I always do that. Alan made me go to Disneyland. I didn't make you. I just made a reservation for you, and you had the option to go. <laughs> I love going to Disney <laughs> because they released something new, and he just had to have it. Yes. Well, there's a lot of things that there were. Yeah, there was a lot of things like we had a whole mission this weekend at Disney. We did. Yeah. And you even cut out like getting your hat embroidered. Yeah. But yeah, no. So really excited because I feel like this is the first time Disney's done this in a while. Um, they released a new legacy lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. And this was actually a result from a poll that Disney did, um, I think back in the summer of last year, of which lightsaber people would want Disney to release. And the winner was of that was Cal Kestis's from um, the Fallen Order. The Fallen, Fallen Order. Yeah, Fallen Order um, and video game. And yeah, oh, it's, it's just really cool. It's, it's such a unique lightsaber that they have. Yeah, and, like, The Fallen Order is such a good game. It has such an amazing ending. I won't say what in case you're like Alan and haven't finished it yet, (laughs) but it's crazy cool. So I'm not surprised that people really wanted this lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is in the beginning of the game, Cal's master has a double-sided lightsaber that gets cut in half, and Cal takes one of the halves. So there's battle damage option on the physical lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, the one that you buy, or the one, like, you, the, the individual one has two end caps. So one end cap is that, like, damage-looking one if you just want to use it as a singular lightsaber. Or if you have the money to buy two, and by the way, it's uh, $159.99 for one, you could, um, they have, like, an adapter that you can screw both ends together and have his master's Jaro Tapple's uh, lightsaber as well. And I'm, we've been going back and forth on whether or not we want to get to, uh, but right now we just have one. I spent $600 <laughs> on my car, Alan. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not forcing you like I'm air quote forcing you to go to Disneyland. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the nice thing, cause I was really scared of that because we went, you know, an opening weekend that there was going to be a long line. Fortunately, there wasn't, um, I kind of was surprised, but happy about it as well too, that there wasn't a huge crowd to buy it. And there was actually quite a bit, there's like a whole like bin full of the lightsabers. Um, so if you are interested in getting one, um, hope they should be there for you. Um, and Doc Ondar's, t- uh, Den of Antiquities. Um, but yeah, it's just such a cool lightsaber, really cool design, um, and it's really heavy too. It's probably one of the heaviest uh, legacy lightsabers out there. No, that's true. It was pretty heavy. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's something to check out. Um, of course, last episode we talked about what's going down in Florida, the Don't Say Gay debacle. 
I wanted to follow up. I saw a piece of news for everybody's favorite uh, Mar Gal actor. <laughs> no diz yet. But uh, this actor came out very... Here's what it says in the quote. Comes out as forcefully as possible against Don't Say Gay. So I added this because this actor is one that Alan and I really enjoy. But also, like, I feel like they are so... What's the word? Like, they're they're very much a face of Disney right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that they came out against Don't Say Gay and are pushing Disney to come out as Don't Say Gay, I really enjoyed this. So, of course, I'm talking about our boyfriend, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Ours? Yeah, we're, we're sharing, sharing him. Oh, okay. So, of course, he plays uh, Poe Dameron in the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy, and he's going to be Moon Knight very mm-hmm. soon. So, yeah, this is a big deal, and I liked his quote. He says, I guess my comment would be, gay, 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 gay. Yeah, it's an absolutely ridiculous lot. It's insane. It's insanity. And I hope that Disney as a company comes out as forcefully as possible against the idea. It's astounding that it even exists in this country. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're so much farther than this bill. Like, we're better than this country. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, I think it'd be cool if, like, especially someone like Dwayne Johnson would come out against this bill, or you know, some of those faces of Disney. Like, Disney needs to know it's not okay just to pretend you're yeah. Switzerland during this. Like, you have a platform, and a lot of your platform are people who oppose this bill. Yeah, I wonder if his whole that whole spiel was inspired by Mark Hamill's. Gay, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill did also tweet that. It just said gay over and over. Yeah. And at first, reading it out of context, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, Mark Hamill? And then I realized, like, oh, he's saying gay. Yeah. And I love that. I love Mark Hamill. Like, I love the fact that these are two straight men, or as far as I know, straight men, who are very comfortable with themselves and just are comfortable with, you know, everybody should have the same rights and benefits and i especially think things like don't say gay or slippery slope because Mm -hmm. it takes away rights from all of us like you never know when you're in the position of needing to speak to someone like the very people who are against it could have a queer child one day they could have a queer brother or sister or you know parents even yeah (laughs) and just shutting off like you can't talk about it's dangerous it's very dangerous and suicide rates very much go up for people who feel like they are alone and don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah, I'm curious to know, again, this. hopefully I'm not steering away too much from just this subject, but like with Pride Month coming up in June, I'm curious to see how a lot of companies are going to be handling this and, you know, just kind of remember when we see more of these like rainbow ads come out again, just think of like how they're act- reacting right now. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our next subject before I get angry. You don't want to see me when I'm hungry. I mean, angry. Well, uh, cookies are almost done. Okay, good. <laughs> Alan's baking us cookies. Yeah, it smells so good. So two weeks ago, I made a promise and I uh, did not follow through. Oh, no. How dare you? But it's all right. We got to play some extra times. Yeah. We promised you that we would play the new characters in Villainous and get back to you on how we enjoy them. And we've gotten a chance to play each villain at least once. Once. Yeah. Some of them twice. 
So let's go through these. So, okay, so one of the ones we mentioned in Villainous was Syndrome. So Syndrome's whole thing is that he has to defeat the different um, versions of the monster, the machine. The, yeah, the robots. I forgot their names. Yeah, the mech. And then uh, on top of that, once you defeat the last one, there can be no heroes in your city. Mm-hmm. So how did you think feel about Syndrome? Of all three, I would say this is probably one of the more, like, difficult ones, I guess. Because there's so many steps of having to, one at a time, turn your, the mech or the, the, the robot um, from bad to good or be on your side as your ally. Be, yeah, be on your side as your ally. And then... Um, after that, you have to do that twice. Plus, you have to use have the remote too. There's just a lot of steps, and then making sure that you don't have any heroes in your realm as well too. It's just a lot to keep track of, um, and it is yeah a little more difficult in my opinion. Yeah, syndrome was difficult in that you need to be faded in order to yeah. really utilize him, but. Um, he does have cards that let him be faded himself or draw cards from his deck. And what I found interesting, and the droids are called Omnidroids, that's right. The thing that was interesting about the Omnidroids is like they had different uh, things that had to be done in order to put out the next one or defeat one. And the other thing, part that made it interesting is at a certain point, it was to my advantage that Alan wasn't fading me. Because I didn't, I could only win if I didn't have heroes in my city. So you mm -hmm. really have to pay attention when somebody's playing Syndrome yeah. because you don't want to fate them up to a certain point and then you do want to fate yeah. the heck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I had fun with him, but yeah, he was a little bit harder, but I won as him, so it's okay. Wow. All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to say with Syndrome? No. All right. How about Lotso? Lotso was the first one I actually played and. We I actually won with him the first time playing him, but I thought felt like he was pretty easy because all you really had to do was just defeat um, a certain number of heroes. I think it's five heroes, four heroes, four heroes, and then move them all into the caterpillar room. You remembered the caterpillar room, yeah. So so yeah, I, I thought it was pretty easy to play that one. Um, I think even when you Sean played it, you won yeah. <laughs> a lot. So uh, yeah, so. It's good for beginners. Yeah, and what I liked about him that made him fun is there's a Buzz Lightyear card that stays in your realm the whole time. And depending on what actions are played, he can either be the Buzz Lightyear that we know or Demo Buzz Lightyear who is on Lotso's side. So mm -hmm. he's either with you or against you depending on what mode he's in. Yeah. So that made it a little different from other villains and a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah, so that one you definitely... It, that was tough, too, because you want, like, I think you as Lotso wants to get faded because that's how you get your heroes. Um, but you also don't want to fade. It, 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 that was a tough one, I feel, in terms of fading. Yeah, he was similar to Syndrome in that you need to be faded. Yeah. But then when people know that you need to be faded, they're less likely to fate you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What? I saved this one for last? <laughs> Madam Mim. Mm -hmm. Madam Mim is my favorite out of these three. 
I think she's different from other villainous villains, and she's fun because you have to fight different. You have to fight through all the Merlin cards, all the Merlin transformations. But what's different with her is she has certain ones like uh, the turtle can only be defeated by the crocodile which is similar to, like, in the movie, certain ones defeated others. So, like, the worm has to be defeated by the chicken. So you have to have the right cards to match up to defeat the Merlins. Or there are certain cards that you that let you defeat any Merlin. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Because uh, this one was, like, a good amount of challenge. Um, but wasn't, like... It didn't feel like it was impossible. Because when I did play as Mim... It didn't feel like I was, like, going in circles and just, like, I don't think I'm going to win. I was, like, pretty close to winning, actually, until John won with Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun. It's, and then just kind of making sure that you keep track of who defeats who because you can also bring them back, too. If you're if they're still in your discard pile, there are cards that um, lets you bring back past, I guess, allies, I think they were. Yeah, that's the thing that ruined both Alan and I upon our first time playing Madame Mim is that uh, Merlin was brought back from the discard pile through yeah. fate and uh, it happened to be one that we had already used the Madame Mim to defeat so then it was harder to defeat that one yeah so yeah she's she's a lot of fun I think hers fits the best with the movie mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's yeah. our uh, that's our villainous review how do you feel this villainous from what you remember, stacks up with other, um, uh, what are they called? Add-ons? Versions or uh, extent, um, extensions? Um, yeah, expansions. Expansions, <laughs> that's the word. I like them. Because um, I feel like, and maybe because I've just been playing Villainous more than I'm used to kind of like the rules. Um, but I thought this was a good, definitely a good addition. I like how it's villains that you don't really expect to see yeah honestly like it was a very random pack (laughs) yeah i kind of wish and this is gonna sound weird because i love her but i kind of wish they dropped madame mim and put another like pixar villain yeah pixar pack yeah because they don't have any other pixar packs right right these are the first pixar villains yeah so yeah i mean i would love to see more pixar villains out there but i don't know yeah and jesse needs her uh, oogie boogie to be added Oh, yeah. But um, compared to other expansions, I'd say my favorite, I don't remember all three characters, but it had uh, Dr. Facilier and uh, Yzma in it. Mm -hmm. I still like that one. I really like those two characters. They're a lot of fun. But yeah, this one's probably, it's up there. It's probably a close second or third out of the expansions. Yeah, I think all the expansions are worth getting so far. They all add fun new stuff. Can't wait for Star Wars. Star Wars! Yeah, we're really curious. We were talking to our friend about this. Is it going to be playable with Disney or Marvel Villainous? Or is it going to have its own rules, like, separate from the other two games? Because Marvel, you cannot really mix with Disney Villainous. Unless there are some people who found, like, ways to do it online. But it's not, like, official. Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But if you don't play Villainous, you probably don't care about anything we said within the last five minutes. <laughs> so let's move on to the next. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited, Alan. Yeah. Alan. Yeah? It's, it sounds like it's happening. 
What's happening? There's more and more uh, rumor and conjecture and information out there that we may getting a new Disney Plus show of a long-awaited hero. Ooh. Nova. Nova. So we've kind of talked about this before because he has been rumored for a long time, but now the rumors are saying that the Nova would, in fact, be Richard Ryder, who is the original incarnation of Nova, because later on Sam Alexander took over the mantle with a new Nova helmet. And that's the one I had said I think Disney would most likely bring to the screen, just because I feel like they are on a kick to get younger heroes on the screen. But the fact that they're talking Richard Ryder makes me excited. Um, I think this has a lot of possibility because Richard Ryder was very much involved with the Guardians of the Galaxy to the point where he was dating Gamora. He was like best friends with uh, uh, Star-Lord. So I think this has a lot of potential to kind of bring the Guardians into it with him, especially since the third movie is going to be the last. I think this would be a fun way to preserve at least, if nothing else, Rocket and Groot, because they're not played by physical actors. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I think there's a lot of story that can be told, because in the comics, Nova eventually becomes basically the last remaining Nova, and he gets more powerful because of it. So the fact that Xandar, where the Novas are from, the Nova is a core. They're like a police force, basically, a space police force. So when Nova Prime and all the Novas get attacked and all the Novas get defeated, Richard Ryder is the last one standing. So since Thanos already defeated Xandar to get to the, the gem, I think the story's already there. I Like, I would love to see it start with a flashback of what it looked like with Thanos destroying the Nova Corps. Mm. Like, I've always wanted to see that. I really thought in Endgame we were going to see that when they had to go collect the gems from the past. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to see them go to Xandar and try to, like, reverse that. But we didn't. Oh. So that's some... I still want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think you'd be excited by a Nova show? I think so. And I, I like how it looks like it might be set up with Moon Knight. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited for Moon Knight in general. So, yeah, I, I I love, I just love Marvel, how everything is all interconnected. Yeah. And I listened to this podcast that was really interesting where they asked, you know, are we getting too much Marvel? And one thing they talked about, which I didn't really think about, but it's very true, is we're at a phase phase in Marvel where I feel like you don't have to follow everything anymore. Like, you can kind of pick and choose because the shows especially, they give you more, you know, meat to chew on. But we've already been told by Feige that they're not going to directly, like, change anything that's going to happen in the movies because not everybody has access to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So it's very much getting to the point where it's like the comics, where, like, you read the ones that you want, and you, you know, you don't have to follow every single one, but of course, this is a Marvel household, we're gonna watch every (laughs) single one. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I like that it's starting to kind of normalize, and I'm excited that the rumors have been that Star Wars is gonna follow the Marvel path, and it sounds like more and more we're getting there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes things more accessible to everyone, because... I think that's a scary or what turns might turn people away. Like 
that haven't really seen a lot of the Marvel movies, it's like, well, if I have to start now, then I have to see everything, and it's, like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially now that, like, Disney Plus is a thing. They're just mm-hmm. cranking out Marvel shows left and right, so yeah. that's really hard to follow, but it really is rewarding to those of us who do follow when things do pop up later, I think. like Because yeah. we'll probably see little hints in the movies of, like, if you watch this show, you understand this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Daredevil in No Way Home. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but it's been out in a while. It's been out yeah. almost for four months. Yeah. You know what's not accessible to everybody? What? The Dream Key Terrace. Yeah. And we went in it. Yeah, so you have to, you can only get in if you are near the Dream Key Terrace, which is located in Disney's California Adventure, and you have to, you have to use the app, it seems like, unless I guess you, there's probably a physical wait list if you walk up. Yeah, you can walk up, but this helps kind of speed things up a little bit if you're just around the area and you want to sign up, or even just check to see how long the wait time is, they post that too. Yeah, so we went on a Saturday during spring break, <laughs> so everything was crazy. Yeah. And we went um, probably just around 2, and uh, it, was a tw- it was only a 25-minute wait. Yeah. It took us a little more than 25 minutes for the text. We were able to opt into a text. Uh, we probably waited about 35 minutes, I'm thinking. Yeah. But um, you get to go up some stairs next to the... The wine restaurant. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Wine Country. The um, it is the Mendocino Terrace. Yes. Yeah. So the stairs are to the right of that. Uh, we walk up the stairs, and yeah, it's just it's it reminded me a lot of El Torito. I think you said that too. I said Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we got to sit out on the terrace part, which is kind of like an indoor outdoor balcony. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to be able to. Um, be a little above the crowds and like even the spider-man show started and we could kind of see it from where we were um yeah yeah, it was a little pricey but it was good yeah i i I do like how disney is doing a little like exclusivity like appreciation for magic key holders so that was nice to like be in an area that like oh not everyone can be here because club 33 in a way but not (laughs) and pro tip um they only checked my magic key they didn't check alan's so it seems like if you at least have one person with you who has magic key you can probably take your whole party in yeah and it was kind of weird too because they still ask for your magic key for the discount yeah so (laughs) like well you should already know yeah (laughs) um but yeah we were able to we went up for a little like drink and food because we were also there for food and wine uh so we don't want to eat too much but we shared the um cauliflower ceviche which is pretty yummy it was really good yeah i'm a big ceviche fan um i think nothing really replaces like the seafood you get with ceviche but this was definitely something that alan's gonna look into because he's our chef at home (laughs) look into making for us because it's still really good with the cauliflower yeah like it was surprisingly good i'm not a huge like veggie alternative person but this was really good and refreshing i think we wanted to get something a bit more healthy because we were like eating so much (laughs) yeah uh so yeah definitely recommend that they're they do I really liked our waitress because she was very just, like, 
giving us tips about things like, oh, make sure that you don't put the sauce all over. Oh, yeah. It came with the mango, like, hot sauce. And yeah. her and another waitress warned us, like, <laughs> yeah. watch out. It's spicy. And, like, it was spicy, but it wasn't, like, spicy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't pour the whole thing on top. Who does that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then I tried the drop-in if you dare. And... This, the, the cute thing about this is that a lot of her, their drinks were named after past Disney attractions. So the drop in, if you dare, was based off of the old Terror and Terror. Um, they also had um, the 54321, which is like the, the countdown for the, uh, well, Incredicoaster, but previously the, the California, California Screaming. Yeah. Um, and then you had a special drink. I had the Avalon Cooler, which was basically an alcoholic um, strawberry lemonade. It had yeah. a strawberry birthday. It had yummy stuff in it. It was good. Yeah, mine was good. It, the The tough part with mine was it had a like a dripper with like a cherry mix, so you can make it sweeter if you want. So that's kind of cool. You can customize the sweetness, but I did kind of need to use a lot of it because it was really just like bitter and strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep that in mind if you're not a really strong alcohol drinker <laughs> yeah so yeah we were eating healthy all day so uh should we talk about the <laughs> ahsoka parfait that we got yes <laughs> yeah so that whole weekend too or that weekend they premiered a new parfait so they just had the boba fett one but now they have one that is inspired by ahsoka tano and it's basically a like an orange cake cream uh, parfait super healthy very very healthy and at the top were two um two of her lightsabers um crossed that were i believe it was made out of white chocolate chocolate. yeah um so really good um if you well if you if you like orange flavored stuff then you'll i think you'll like it i would recommend for you um if not maybe if you don't like it maybe not um because yeah it is very very orangey yeah, I love orange, so this was delicious. Did we say it's at Galactic Grill? Uh, not yet. It's at Galactic Grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at Galactic Grill. You can mobile order it, too, so you don't have to wait in line. Um, definitely recommend it. It's, it looks beautiful, too, if you want to take you a picture beautiful. of it. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that was very good. Definitely recommend that. Um, also, within our eating, mm-hmm. we did more of the uh, the... Food and wine. Food and wine festival. <laughs> yeah. So should we talk about what we got? Yeah. And we'll tail or fail a few things. Yeah. So I had heard that one of the best things to get from um, social media is the chili relleno empanada. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it was the best I had there, but it was really good. Yeah. I would still give it a tail. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't think that was the best item on the list, um, in my opinion, but it it is worth um, getting, especially if the line was short. Like, we kind of lucked out, because when we first got there, all, mostly every cart was pretty long, and then we went to go get our magic key straws. <laughs> oh, yeah, the straws. Yeah, the straws. Um, and by the time we got back, or get got ready to go, like, eat at the food and wine most of the lines are pretty short which is nice yeah so the next thing we got was the chicharron crusted fried artichoke dip yeah so these were good too this one 
I wouldn't recommend getting the uh, or buying it based off or from your tabs because it's below like six fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so bought this with um, our own money, but basically, yeah, it's like a almost like a a right like a fried ball <laughs> <laughs> with like artichoke inside and a really good like spicy like spicy uh, aioli kind of thing and is um, just really good and the spices on point and it's just. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect because it was like just basically like an artichoke dip fried, um, and yeah, it was just yummy. So it sounds like it was a fail for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tail. Yeah, that one was a tail. Yeah, and also got the passion fruit rum cocktail, which I also recommend, um, especially if you're not, if you're on the converse of what I said about the drop in if you dare, if you like more of the sweetness, um, this is definitely good. It's it, it could creep up on you. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and one thing I was a little skeptical on, Alan, was you got the ranch wings. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like, wings are good, but, like, do we really want to get wings here? Yeah. But these ones, they have, like, a ranch, um, uh, like seasoning. seasoning on them. Yeah. And they were, they had hot sauce drizzle on them. Yeah. They were really good. They were good. <laughs> I would, I would get them again, so definitely entail... But yeah, like, usually wings in general are just, like, a hit or miss. Yeah. And these were just... Because usually, like, when thing people make wings, sometimes they could be overcooked. Um, and, like, the, the meat inside is really dry. Especially when it's, like, a dry rub type of um, chicken. But this one was very, like, moist. It was seasoned great. It was just really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then from the same cart, I got the French onion grilled beef tenderloin slider <laughs> <laughs> yes and this was really good it was good yeah because what i really liked about it is it had is a little thicker than soup but like the french onion was basically like dripping out of yeah. it it was really good yeah that was a good one that's definitely a tail yeah um we also tried the pineapple tiki bitter cocktail mm-hmm so I didn't realize, I guess I'm not that much of a bitters person. I'm kind of on the fence with bitters, I think. Because, like, this was good, but, like, I found myself not wanting to finish it. Like, yeah. it was a chore to have to finish it. Yeah, it's to kind of help you <laughs> yeah. finish it. So I'd say this one was a fail. Yeah. Especially because it has, like, a 14 or $15 price point. Yeah, I would rather get the passion fruit rum. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and then... um yeah, the salmon salad, the mango carrot. I had a chance to try those too. Salmon salad was good. It's really basic. I actually, because I know you were kind of like um, not sure about the gazpacho, but I kind of like the gazpacho. Um, it was more of like a sweet mango base. Um, so just as a heads up on that. The only thing, and I know, um, I think you mentioned it before, um, but I only got one piece of shrimp in my... <laughs> yeah, I at least got <laughs> two. Yeah. But I had to share mine with somebody, so I only got one oh. by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I definitely would try the gazpacho, but I'd want it at like a restaurant with like mm. more meat in it. Yeah. Because after a while, I was just eating the sauce. The soup. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I got the pepperoni pizza slider. Yeah. So this is an Angus beef and pork sausage patty with pepperoni pizza sauce, mozzarella cheese, fried pepperonis, all on a ciabatta slider roll. 
So you're the big pizza guy. <laughs> How did you feel about this one? It felt more like a meatball sandwich <laughs> than a pizza sandwich, even though there was, I think the only thing that was different from it was that there was pepperoni and the meatballs, it was just like a patty inside. But I would rather have them just do like a meatball sandwich and do it well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really good. Um, I do like, the pepperonis made it easier to eat because they're flat yeah. than the meatball, but True. I see what you mean. Um, I think what I would say, because when I was ordering this through really long lines that went away after I ordered it, they have, like, a regular menu with this on it. So for that reason, I'd say it's a fail, only because if you really want to enjoy the different food that's there, I would skip this one and just go back later and get the, the meal that includes this and fries and everything yeah and this was that smoke jumpers yeah smoke jumpers yeah. it's definitely good like i would get it again it's just yeah use your tab for something else yeah <laughs> and one thing about just we did have a little bit of a snafu i mean not a huge one but when we had mentioned before about ordering ahead from different carts um i guess there are some days where they don't allow that due to staffing issues because we tried to order from different carts or at one cart, at a different cart, and they they didn't allow that that day. Which doesn't make sense to me, because I feel like if you can order more from one person, it saves you having to go to another person, but, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, so, but, I mean, we were still able to get our food in a timely manner, um, but just as a heads up, not a guarantee if you do want to try that approach. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of food, citrus swirl. Yeah. So citrus roll is, um, uh, I guess, a flavor that they have at Walt Disney World, not on the West Coast right now or ever, <laughs> I feel. Um, but this is kind of interesting because they actually, Disney announced that they had discontinued this, I think, a couple of years ago, uh, which to me was like discontinued means like it's never coming back. But to the East Coast surprise, it's, it is now back now and it's located at the Sunshine Tree Terrace. For uh, $4.99, um, but I guess right now it's not on the physical menu if you go to the stand. So if you are out at the parks and you want to try this out, um, make sure to check out the My Experience, My Disney Experience app. It'll be located there. Nice. Yeah. And for those out in Japan or going to Japan, I'm really excited for this one. They, fi they finally released details and pictures of the finished toy story hotel that is slated to open april 5th if you want to check this out uh check out tokyo disney's twitter account um where they basically posted a two-minute video of the rooms inside the public spaces there's like a big park looking kind of area in the middle of the hotel where um it kind of looks like a big game board with all the uh, Toy Story characters in it. So definitely check it out. Their Twitter handle is TDR underscore PR. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and it opens April 5th. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So um, for all those Star Wars fans out there, mm -hmm. and for all those Lego fans out there, <laughs> there's three new uh, diorama sets that have been announced. Yeah, and these are cool because they're not really super expensive. Like, if you ever are a Lego fan and a, Mar or a Star, Star Wars fan, even Marvel fan probably, like 
Their sets are pretty expensive, especially the ones that you probably want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these all are under $100. So going from like lowest to highest, the first one is the Death Star Trench Run from A New Hope. This is where um, the, Tyf- or the, the X-Wing goes through luke goes through the like alleys or i don't know how to call it um, the trenches the trenches there you go um and yeah you have the tie fighters behind him um trying to shoot at him so yeah these are like uh, these i want them so bad <laughs> you don't even collect lego i know but i will start for this <laughs> we need a bigger place <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so that one starts at or that one's at 559.99 so 60 bucks and then the second one is the Dagobah Jedi uh, training from the Empire Strikes Back. Where, Yoda's house. Yeah, Yoda's house. Um, so it's very, it looks like that. <laughs> and then lastly, it's the, I really like this one, the trash compactor from A New Hope. That's, That's the one I would get too. Yeah, it just looks really cool and like, it's just so iconic. This one's the more, most expensive one at eighty nine ninety nine. And the trash compactor, I mean, like, they already know that everyone likes it because it's only exclusively available at Lego stores, Lego.com, and Walmart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and if you need something to celebrate with, um, Encanto Uh has won an Oscar for Best Animated Film. Yeah, yay, congrats. Congrats. I hope Turning Red gets it this year. Oh, for the next one? Yeah. But also, they were nominated for Best Original Score and Best Original Song. I'm sure everybody's wondering, is it going to be... We don't talk about Bruno? Or is it going to be Sean's favorite, Surface Pressure? And the answer is, it's neither. (laughs) Yeah. It's Dos Orguitas? Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of sad about the Oscar snub. Oscar snub about... We don't talk about Bruno because you can hear it everywhere. It's on the radio and like the top 40 stations. So yeah, a lot of people were a little confused about that. Um, But at least, you know, Encanto won for best animated picture. We even heard, we don't talk about Bruno today at Frankenstein's, which if you haven't been, it's like a nerd swap. I call it a nerd swap meet. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically what it is. It's inside and it's vendors from all over. And we didn't buy anything today. No, we, <laughs> we did just not. went. Yeah. All right, cool. That brings us through our episode to our cover Disney. Cover Disney. Are you excited? I am because I actually sent this to you. Well, you did and you didn't. Oh. Because I didn't go with the one that you sent me. I went with a different one. Wow. What? I think we already did that one. <laughs> Okay, so this one is another, you know me, I love my metal. This one is actually a metal cover of Surface Pressure. Mm. And this is by No Resolve. No Resolve. No Resolve. Here's a little listen. If I fall to pressure like a dick, grip, grip, but it won't let go. How 
did you like that metal mix? It was good. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you were to have me choose between the original and the metal version, I think you know which one I'd choose. Alan went to a hard rock concert with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not hard rock cafe. No. But he got very... his first taste of a mosh pit and he did not like the taste. Did not. <laughs> I did not. Cool. So that brings us to our favorite moment for this week and then our special announcement. Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment? So I think everyone probably knows what it is, but it's probably, I mean, it is the Calcast's lightsaber. It's what? so fun. I keep on taking it out of its case and just playing with it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of close to buying another one. Wow. <laughs> Um, my favorite moment this week, uh, there's a piece of artwork at Trading Post that I just loved because it's like, it's the celebration scene on Endor. It's very cartoony looking. I like the style and they only had it on display. They didn't have it to purchase. And we went back to buy this kind of cool neon-y like Darth Vader one that's not there anymore <laughs> but now they had the endor scene there the celebration scene so we're able to purchase that it is now on our star wars wall i just love it yeah because return of the jedi is my favorite star wars i love the ewoks i love everything endor i love the cartoony style it's definitely like my favorite piece on that wall now yay yay that's awesome yeah i we almost like practically bought up the whole inventory of artwork at disneyland <laughs> um yeah we have um a good like a really awesome like just wall of just uh, star wars and we still have space for more yeah um so still working on it yeah, still working on it but right now it looks it looks great yeah and our late zebras are up late zebras are up all right alan it's that time uh-huh. it's time to tell them favorites this is actually going to be our last episode of Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Mm-hmm. We started in uh, January 2021. We've been doing this podcast for a little over a year. We're on episode 54. We've gotten a few people contact us to say this is their favorite new podcast or must listen podcast. So I'm proud of the people we've reached and the information that we've brought. We've brought our expertise and our opinions. This is definitely something I look at fondly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to miss it. Um, I wouldn't say it's, like, totally, like, over. I mean, you know, you might hear from us more on social media or, you know, it, we're, we're still going to keep that active. So if you, if you guys want to remain in touch or send, like, news to us, send it over. Um, we might even, we were talking about other things, too, to, to kind of expand the galaxy of marvelous galaxy disney yeah we may still keep the moniker and just find new ways to bring information in a more what's the word like to the masses more yeah so in other words tiktok (laughs) (laughs) if we can bring ourselves to learn tiktok and get on tiktok um also just from my standpoint i am looking forward to kind of uh Taking a little bit of a break, um, we're nearing the end of Hanging with the Hollowells this year. Um, Marvelous Galaxy of Disney is coming to an end. 
So that will allow me to sometime this year move into my my what's my baby, my project I've been wanting to do for a while, my project that I'm passionate about. Um, talking about X-Men, the X-Men yeah. cartoon. So that will most likely come out this year. I've been talking about doing that with Kevin from Hanging with the Hollowells. Maybe I'll rope um, Alan into doing it with us. Only the Jubilee episodes. Oh, good. <laughs> Which is all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, look to uh, social media. We'll see how that plays out, what it's going to be called. And like Alan said, uh, we'll let you know if Marvelous Galaxy, or not if, but when, it moves to its new frontier. Mm-hmm. So that way you can follow us there. Frontier, Disney ears. Yeah. But in the meantime, make sure to check us out on Once Upon a Cult, because next week we're talking uh, Angel's Landing. Mm-hmm. And then also check me out on Hanging with the Hollows with Kevin. Yeah. And you don't have anywhere to check you out now. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> Once Upon a Cult. Once Upon a Cult, yeah. Cool. So thank you again, listeners. Thank you to all of you who have been there with us since day one. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you to those who have come on the show or helped submit votes for the show. And we look forward to more Disney info. Yeah. Bye. Bye.